Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Good evening, good evening. God bless each and every one of you. Hopefully you are staying nice and warm. This is Pastor Prince joining you for our evening Bible study. The last I had an update and check on the weather. It is 34 degree, 31 degrees, forgive me, on the outside, and we're just praying that everyone is snug and bug. Snug as a rug and a bug. How about that? Snug as a bug and a rug. Time now is 7.01. And with that being said, we'll open up with prayer, then we'll go straight into our lesson on this evening. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day. Although it's frigid, cold outdoors, hopefully and prayerfully, you're keeping those within the sound of this lesson warm, secure, with plenty to eat on, with plenty heat, plenty cover, and the peace of mind knowing that you are yet still protected and providing for us in such harsh conditions. We ask that your will becomes our will. We pray that our understanding is enlightened, that our sensitivity to your word is become more acute on this evening as we'll break down your lesson and that will help make us better sons and better daughters to do your will on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that the children will be prepared to continue on their lesson learning for tomorrow. And we pray that those who have to go out and work will have no trouble, no hindrance at all of getting to their destinations. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we all say thank you, Lord, and amen. We're going to be having our lesson tonight coming from Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter the 14th verse, 2 Chronicles 7th chapter and the 14th verse. It's a very familiar passage, and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and break it down right now. We'll get into our subject on this evening. It simply says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive them their sin and will heal their land. Amen? And this evening, we're simply going to talk about the process for breakthrough. The process 
for a breakthrough. And, and what I'm finding out each and every time that that although you may be in a difficult situation, you may be in a challenging situation, things are not always as destitute as they may appear on the surface. But in the event that things are as destitute as they may be appearing, there's always a ram in the bush as far as getting your breakthrough that is necessary of getting out of that storm. And we do understand that storms come and go. They're temporarily. They're never going to last that long, but they're never going to be that clear for long times either. So you have to be prepared at either end. Let us go back to the passage at hand. We have to understand that this word of God is not for everyone. You you, you cannot receive something you don't believe. So therefore, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, then guess what? This word is for you. If you are still struggling with your relationship with the Lord, if you're still struggling with your identity, if you would, this word of God does not even begin to make sense to you. It's almost like hollering at a brick wall. That wall will not respond to you because it can't respond to you. So if you do not accept God's word, how can you expect God's word to give you hope? How can you expect God's word to give you resolve? How can you expect God's word to give you peace in the midst of your storm? So the first thing that is identified, it says that if my people, well, first of all, God is talking about his people. No one can get anything from God if they don't accept him as their Lord and Savior, as his, as his redeemer, if you, if you would. So if my people, that's the first contingency right there, we've got to accept Christ. We've got to accept God through Christ. We must do that in order to get anything done. So first of all, we have to be established as his people. Then you have to hear the call of the Lord. He said, which are called by my name. Now understand this right here. The word of God says, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. So when you know that you've been called, and not necessarily called to the ministry, because a lot of people say, well, God called me to the ministry. He called all of us to the ministry of evangelism because you've been called. And when God cleaned you up, when God rescued you from whatever state you were in and has given you the opportunity to go back and share your testimony, that makes you an evangelist, licensed or not that makes you an evangelist, that gives you the responsibility, the duty, and the call of an evangelist. So if you're called by my name, you're called by my name, Lord, I believe, Lord, I receive. I confess that you are my Savior. Guess what? You've been put on the team. Now that you've been called by his name, then there's a must here. If you've been redeemed by the Lord, here's that, here's that key word, you shall, you shall, beyond a shadow of a doubt, absolute must, 
humble yourselves, or themselves in this case. So in order, look, we already got a process here. Number one, you must accept the invitation to become God's people. You then must accept the invitation of being called. Then you must humble yourself. So the, the first three steps is I've got to accept the invite. I've got to accept the, the, the message, if you would. Then I've got to humble myself. So if I've, if I've done that, here are the next three processes in order for you to get through for your breakthrough. Number one is to pray. To pray. That word and in front of pray, it says we've we've humbled ourselves, we've accepted the call, and we acknowledge that we are God's people. Now, if you are in that fold, first thing you must learn to do is pray. And prayer is not as complicated as others try to make it. Prayer is simply a conversation between you and the Lord. And a lot of times it's not about you speaking, but it's more about you listening to what God would have for you. Well, how do I know when God is speaking? Well, when you develop a prayer life, when you develop a habit of not just skimming through God's word, but studying God's word, you begin to develop an ear for the spirit of God, whether you're speaking or listening. So when we pray, it is nothing more than a conversation with the Lord. So that is the first thing of this process of a breakthrough. You must pray. How often should you pray? How often do you need to hear from God? There used to be a standard that you would pray at least seven times a day, according to Old Testament, and you would go toward the east and pray toward the east because that was the destination of the motherland, the homeland. When the Israelites were taken in captivity, they did not want to be buried in a strange land. So there were tons and tons of cremations. In fact, some even had their remains brought with them until they got to their new homeland where they could be laid to rest. So when we pray, when we pray, we're keeping in tune. We're, we're, we're staying in touch spiritually to our Lord and Savior. The second thing that you must do for your process of the breakthrough, you must seek. You must seek, and not just seek anything, but you must seek the Lord's face. You've heard me say this time after time that seeking God's hand doesn't require much because all you have to do is extend your hand out, and you don't even have to be looking in God's direction to hold your hand out and hold on to his hand. But when you seek God's face, you are giving everything that you have. You are turning your undivided attention toward the Lord. You're forsaking things that would block you from staying focused on seeking God's 
face because seeking God's face takes a commitment. Seeking God's face is serious business. Seeking God's face is going to require some sacrificing. I can easily throw my hand up and say, okay, Lord, I got you. When I'm seeking his face, I forsake the pleasures of Mike, and I seek to please the Lord. So by seeking his face, and the final thing that you must do is that I must turn from my wicked ways. I must turn from my wicked ways. I I can't worry about the wicked ways of my family. I can't worry about the wicked ways of my friends. I can't worry about the wicked ways of my co-laborers. I must focus on my wicked ways, turn from my wicked ways to help me get through what I need to get through. And no matter how much we say we love the Lord, no matter how much we confess our salvation, we all have some wicked ways. I know Big Mama's sweet. I know Paul Paul is sweet. But they have some wicked ways, if the truth be told. Why do you think the scripture tells us that the righteous are going to barely make it in? Because those iniquities, those hidden things that people can't see on the surface that we struggle with internally is what's hindering and fighting and tugging at our complete will to live for the Lord. It doesn't mean that people are are not where they need to be because when you understand God's word, there's always room for improvement, but we are all under attack. And because we're all under attack, there are going to be some days that are going to be easier than others. Just think about it. You have a moment where you didn't went off when you probably could have held on just a little bit longer. You've said some things, you've done some things that were not too favorable in the eyes of God, but because of grace and mercy, you were able to be forgiven and get back on course. So understanding that turning from my own wicked ways is positioning me for my breakthrough, because watch what happens right now. Watch what happens right now. Then will I hear from heaven. So the process of a breakthrough is not that you just live a ragamuffin life and God just drops in by the wave of a magic wand. You process, you you, you position yourself in order for God to bless you beyond the scrap blessings. See, he he reigns on the just and the unjust, and and just because you happen to be at the right place in the right time, you may have been blessed, but there might have been a scrap blessing. I want the full blessing. I don't I don't want that oh that that scrap or that that crumb that fell from the table. I want the whole piece of meat. I want the whole piece of cake. So therefore, if I position myself through this process, through this order, then I'm able to, to really, really receive what God would have for me as he would hear from heaven. And then it for go ahead and say he said, I will forgive their sin. Now, I want you to understand that it didn't say sins because all sins equal one sin. It does the same effect as the as the multiple. It blocks you from hearing 
from God. It blocks you from moving forward in God. So therefore, he said, I will forgive them their sin. Now, watch this. He is talking about us as a unit. And us as a unit, we are accountable and responsible for each other. So your sin becomes my sin if we're fellowshipping together. That's why he says he's going to come and look for a church without spot or wrinkle. So therefore, until we learn the true art of becoming our brother's keeper, when we learn the true art of being able to encourage one another, to pick one another up when we are going through whatever phases we're going through, because everyone is going to have their teeter-totter experience, no, no matter who you are, no regards how long you've been involved in the operation of kingdom building. It is a time and a season for us all. And when we understand that, and, 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 and he forgives us our sin, and he then begins to heal our land. Now, understand what our land is. When God begins to heal your land, he's talking about healing in your home, healing on your job, healing in your community, healing in your nation, healing in your country, to understand the true cause and effect in the process of a breakthrough. That's why we must constantly be in prayer. We must constantly be in position of ready to hear from the Lord. There is no off day when it comes to God's work. Even on your off day, you're still on the clock because time does not wait for anyone. And the scripture is true. No man knows the day nor the hour when Christ shall return. And because no man knows the day nor the hour when Christ shall return, it is imperative to us to make sure that we are in position to A, hear from God, B, carry out our assignment from God, C, turn from our wicked ways. And as you begin to position yourself, we become what is called an example for Christ, an example for others looking for Christ. Sometimes we will be the only Bible that anyone would ever look at. So therefore, it is imperative that we who confess to be born again, we who confess to be the sons and daughters of Christ, that we position ourselves that we could be a living testimony, a living testimony on what a consecrated life could do for you, a living testimony on how God's word will never fall short, a living testimony on how we stay encouraged, especially when we're dealing with one another, those who are born again, those who believe what thus says the Lord, that we become encouragement factors for those who are in a wayward way to understand that, yes, it is a process, but the process seems difficult. 
And it only seems difficult because we're in our own pattern of doing things the way we want to have them done. We're in our own pattern of trying to think for God and help God out when it's clear and evident that God does not need our help. And because God does not need our help, let us step back and watch God move. When we humble ourselves, we're really letting go of the wheel and letting God have full control. And when God has full control and we're focusing on the process of our breakthrough, and that's simply to pray, seek, and turn. You pray every day. You pray as often as you can. You seek every day. You seek as often as you can. You turn away from wickedness every day. You turn away from wickedness as often as you can. Watch what happens when I pray, my vision becomes clearer, so I begin to seek and see how God and where God wants to lead me. And as I begin to see, it's obvious then it will lead for you turning from wicked ways, turning away from things that would keep you purposely out of God's will. And that is how we get our breakthroughs. That is how we get that full blessing and not just that scrap blessing. Don't just be satisfied with the crumbs. There's a whole cake with your name on it. But you must pray. You must seek. And you must turn. I'll close out with the scripture reading one more time for those who may have just joined in. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive them their trespasses or forgive them and will heal them in their land. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the process through your word. We pray that as we go through our personal journeys, our collective journeys, that we, A, accept the responsibility of being our brother or sister's keeper. B, that we become that reliable brother or sister to help those who may be weaker than we are on our journey. C, that we all collectively step up when need to step up. Because just like anything in life, those who you lean on the most at some point are going to have to lean on someone. And let us be prepared 
to be that anchor, whether temporarily or long-term. Bless our homes. Bless our children. Bless our spouses. Bless our places of employment. And bless our communities that we reside in. We know that just as everyone else, we get frustrated too. But help us to cope and help us to deal with our frustration, not like that of the world, but those of children on a mission from God. Those who understand that there is a process for the breakthrough. We ask that you would continue to smile upon us, that you would continue to extend your favor in our direction, that we would continue to be sons and daughters who will one day hear the infamous words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. We ask you and we submit this prayer in your most precious, humble name, in your Son's name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. To God be the glory. Amen and amen. God bless you tonight on Temple. We pray that you're staying secure. We pray that you're staying warm. And if to be the will of the Lord, we will see you bright and early on Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m. We love you. Thank God for you. And we pray that tonight's lesson was insightful and encouraging for you to continue your journey in love, peace, and harmony. Until the next time, you all be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.